Chicago's Afternoon News. It's 349. I'm Lisa Dent, Steve Bertrand, Mary Vandebel, Val, <laughs> I messed up your name, Mary, uh, and Kevin Powell are all here. Uh, on the phone is Emily Hirsch. Emily is a staff attorney with the ACLU of Illinois. There is a story out of Hoffman Estates, a woman who went in because she was worried that she was going into delivery and unknowingly was drug tested. That drug test produced a false negative. But before that was identified, they had already called DCFS. That's where the story starts. We'll get all of the details with Emily Hirsch. How are you today, Emily? I'm well, Lisa. How are you? I'm doing well. So you're the staff attorney with the ACLU, and this woman alleges that this Hoffman Estates Hospital tested her for drugs without her consent before she gave birth, then notified the Department of Children and Family Services, and that it was a false positive based on an Easter cake, a Polish Easter cake that includes poppy seeds that she had consumed on Easter. Fill in the rest of the details on this story. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah, our client, Ms. F, um, had what should have been an extremely joyful moment. The birth of her first child turned into an absolute nightmare because of this medically unnecessary drug test that was performed without her knowledge or consent. Um, after years of trying to have a child, Ms. F was pregnant and went to the hospital when she uh, was seeking care for her preeclampsia. As you noted earlier that weekend, she had eaten poppy seed cake as part of an Easter celebration. But when she was admitted to the hospital, she was drug tested without her knowledge or consent. Um, when she, her obstetrician told her later that she had tested positive for opiates, she was completely horrified. She tried to tell hospital staff about the poppy seed cake, but they brushed her off and made comments about the state that they thought her baby would be in when it was born. So even though her son was born healthy and with no signs of withdrawal, um, as you noted, the hospital reported her to DCFS who then told her she couldn't take her baby home unless someone could stay in the home with her 24-7. They forced her to take several more drug tests, and they made visits to the house. So this whole experience was extremely traumatizing for her. She felt judged and humiliated and had this pall of suspicion over her first few months with her newborn, and those are months she can never get back. Well, and the concern that DCFS might actually come and take the child and put it in the custody of, you know, a family member or a foster home. So is this standard procedure when women go in to give birth? Are they drug tested without their knowledge? You know, it's hard to tell how widespread this practice is because a lot of hospitals aren't really forthcoming with their policies. But based on conversation with advocates and other people in this space, we are really worried that this is a common practice across hospitals in Illinois. And so is that why the ACLU is picking it up and taking her case? That's right. We're really worried about this practice happening because this kind of intrusive testing policy can deter pregnant people from getting medical care that they need, and it really can do a lot more harm than good. But it might also help doctors or medical officials identify children who could be at risk, too, right? I mean, I I don't like the idea of someone being tested against their will, but there could be a positive side out of this practice. You know, I I understand that point, but leading medical organizations actually advise against this kind of uh, this kind of standard testing blanket, Um, and that's again because it can deter this kind of uh, deter people from getting care, and because there are better ways for screening for things like substance use disorder. 
And I thought maybe because the ACLU was picking up this case, we're speaking with Emily Hurst. She's a staff attorney for the ACLU about a story out of uh, out of Hoffman Estates. A Wooddale woman gave birth at a Hoffman Estates hospital last year, and she has filed a charge of discrimination with the Illinois Department of Human Rights, alleging that the hospital tested her urine for drugs without her consent and then reported her to the state's child welfare agency, even though she kept saying, look, I'm, I'm not doing drugs and and." What I find interesting, when I first thought about this, I thought, well, was she stereotyped or what is the issue here? But I see that she's 46 years old. So when you said this is somebody that's been trying to have a baby for a long time, I would imagine that there's there's something to that. So she comes into the hospital, and at what point did they tell her that the test was positive and that they did they tell her they had contacted DCFS? So they told her basically as an afterthought during a conversation what, that she was having with her obstetrician about whether or not she should have a C-section. Um, and, you know, as she was leaving the room, basically, she told her that she had tested positive for opiates. Um, they didn't contact DCFS until a few days later because they were, you know, kind of focused on um, on her giving birth. But um, they did. she talked to a hospital social worker who then told her that they had reported her to DCFS, despite her telling them multiple times about the poppy seed cake and um, no evidence of any kind of harm to her son. Uh, 847 just said, I thought you had to eat a lot of poppy seeds for them to show up as a drug. Well, I don't, you know, I don't know how recently you've looked at these kind of Polish Easter cakes, but they do have quite a few poppy seeds in them. But um, the the testing threshold for um, some of these tests the, pos- the hospitals use is actually pretty low and can pick up things like poppy seed bagels, um, and other foods that you wouldn't think would cause this kind of false positive. And and you don't know for sure if this is standard procedure at that hospital or hospitals across the Midwest or the country? That's right. But, you know, kind of increasing base of evidence has suggested that it is a pretty common practice. Um, there is actually two recent cases out of New York um, that were taken on by the New York Civil Liberties Union and National Advocates for Pregnant Women, where basically the same thing had happened to two women there. So based on that and based on um, some other reports that we've heard, we do think that this is something that happens pretty frequently. Interesting. So where does the case go? I mean, obviously, she is uh, filing a suit of discrimination with the Illinois Department of Human Rights. You have taken up that case on her behalf. And what do you want to see happen nationwide as a result of this? That's right. What we really want to see is for hospitals across the, across the state and across the country to to notice that these practices are harmful, they're illegal in many states, including Illinois, and um, they really do much more harm than good, and they need to stop. So the practice of test drug or, or drug testing a mom who is giving birth is illegal in Illinois? The practice of drug testing people just because they're pregnant without any medical indication that it's necessary is illegal in Illinois under the Illinois Human Rights Act. And somebody uh, also just texted, maybe you can address this, uh, 815 said, I investigated child abuse for 30 years if I had a nickel for every time I was told it was poppy seeds, and it wasn't. But indeed, in this case, this mother was proven that it was a false positive. Uh, they don't know what caused it. They're assuming the poppy seeds, but the baby had no drugs in, in the child's system. Is that correct? That's correct. The baby showed no sign of any kind of harm or withdrawal or um, anything that would indicate any kind of substance use during pregnancy. But, you know, even if there had been a, in a positive drug test, what's important to highlight here is that pregnant people in all instances need treatment and support and not scrutiny and shame. 
And these kinds of blanket testing policies really only um, serve to cause stigma and kind of these humiliating processes that our client in this instance went through. And this woman that you're representing, Emily, uh, didn't get a letter from DCFS for how many months before they said that she was cleared and the it was unfounded? It was, I believe, three months before she was officially cleared. But her her case will stay kind of on the books for several years. So she just, you know, she feels like she still has this pall of suspicion hanging around her. Uh, 715 just sent a text and said it happened to my husband's granddaughter in Indiana and it was very traumatic. And I would imagine that's why she's reached out and that's why you're defending her and taking her case up. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, Lisa. Emily Hirsch, the staff attorney with the ACLU of Illinois. Somebody said Steve is correct. I worked as an OB nurse, routine on admission. Babies are identified and possibly saved. And you would not believe how many people deny using drugs, even when positive for heroin or cocaine. The favorite is my boyfriend smokes pot. She put that in parentheses. Yeah, I mean, just for the record, it was just a question. I don't know what the right thing to do is, but I just, you know, I think it's a valid question of her. Right. Um, Lisa, as an RN for 40 years, this is done all the time, not only for OBGYN, but ER as well. I would imagine when you do go into the ER, they probably do test you. Uh, 630 said there are certain reasons that we drug test women who come in labor if they have preterm rupture, um, bag of water, preterm labor, placenta abruption, all that type of thing. So uh, interesting. We'll see where this goes. We'll find out. If it gets taken to a higher court or if they settle out of court, all I know is that Steve has the news coming up next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. And then we are going to talk with um, somebody that you'll be interested with, and that is the Chicago Curling Club. Yes, maybe you can't go to the Olympics, but maybe one day you've got a future as an Olympian. That is on the way. Chicago's very own.